y'all boys feeling? Fantastic. Yeah. Better than Nate Robinson, I know that. <laughs> did we check on Nate? <laughs> did, did anybody check on Nate and his people? I mean, I was scrolling through the timeline today. I didn't see anything from Nate. <laughs> you want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> that boy's still asleep. Man. He just might be, honestly. You know how when you get a whooping from your parents and then you just sleep all day? <laughs> Not, that after whooping sleep is elite. That's what Nate is doing right now. <laughs> that boy, he's, he's going to be recovering for a long time. A long time. Well, you are officially logged in to the Somebody Said Podcast, and we are being petty today. Uh, as usual, this is going to be your one-stop shop for everything sports. Uh, based out of Tampa Bay, but we're talking uh, local high school sports. We're talking national headlines across high school, uh, college sports, and professional. Literally everything you need. Uh, as far as recapping what happened over the weekend, you're going to get it right here. As always, I'm Breeze. I'm sitting here with Unc Shay. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Punk. Hola. And we're going to get into the weekend. There was a lot that happened. Uh, you know, just previewing a little bit, we got still the high school football playoffs in the state of Florida still cranking out. We're actually getting up to the point where we're about to figure out who's going to be playing for some of the state title games, college football, some stuff happening. Uh, I was super excited about a particular running back's performance. I'm a little frustrated with his coach, but I'll, I'll save that for when we get into it. College hoops. We got some college hoops this past weekend, the long weekend. They actually started on Wednesday all the way up through the day, so college hoops are back. Of course, we got to talk NFL. Uh, there's a certain coach who got shown the door. Mm. There's another team who doesn't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. King Henry had him a day. Mm -hmm. A plenty to talk about there. And then NBA free agency is kind of slow to a simmer. It's kind of done. And instead of talking about who won it, we're going to talk about who lost NBA free agency. Yeah, just just give LeBron his ring now. Just don't don't get do it that. over with. Let my dog earn it. Don't do that. Get it over with now. It's fine. I mean, I'm fine taking that chip now. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. So first, let's jump into some high school football. As far as football goes, oh, I definitely messed up. That first one needs to go in like at the end because it's definitely not football. We'll come back to that. Keep it rolling. Um, but as far as football goes, as we mentioned, the playoffs raged on in the state of Florida. So as we've been doing, we'll, as we started out doing, as we've been prepping and we've been talking about getting into these episodes, we're only looking at the top 25 in the state of Florida according to Max Prep. So this week we had four teams out of the Tampa Bay area in the top 25, according to Max Prep, who are still in the playoffs. And we're really just going to talk about what those teams were able to do. So at the top of the list, 
The Bloomingdale Bulls beat Armwood 24-14. Aunt Shay, any well, Bloomingdale ahead. ain't good at all, so that just shows you how bad Armwood is. Because I personally went to see Bloomingdale, and they got one receiver and an athlete at quarterback. So next week, I'm, I'm sure they'll be out. <laughs> I mean, so. they got some good shopping at Bloomingdale. That's all I heard. Wow. I guess. Wow. <laughs> wow. A, a Bloomingdale retail store reference. Last one this year? First and last. First and last <laughs> of the year. The quarterback, Trey Simmons, had a, a big day. Running or passing? Passing. Well, he's throwing it to an Alabama commit, so all you got to do is just chuck it up there. Wow. All right. No, no credit for that young man. All right, fine. Not at all. Well, next week, they got Tampa Bay Tech. Tampa Bay Tech go. got a, de- a decent squad this year. They've got a decent year. If you, if you want to go to that one, I'm not mad at that. We, we, we might should check that one out. Why not? Even though you think they're terrible, you want to see them again. I just like seeing good receiver play, so I'm always down for that. You gonna leave in the third quarter again? It depends on how I feel. I mean, he's a, he's a Laker fan. Don't you guys usually leave in third quarter? Hey, we're not doing All that. Right, not, here not, we not, not this go. early. Didn't I say we were being petty today? I, I mean, you you set the tone, so okay. Uh, the story of the week, kind of our game of the week this week that we were all kind of locked into was Jesuit. Oh, I didn't mention. So Bloomingdale is was is ranked the number 13 team in the state according to Max Prep. The 15th team on that list is Jesuit. They beat Bishop Moore. I was really impressed to see how balanced their offense attack was. A lot of times in high school, it's either like super run heavy or it's like complete spread, athlete at quarterback, right. and he's chucking it. Mm-hmm. Their offense was really, really balanced. So the, the transfer quarterback, Joseph Pasansky, I'm going hey, to nice. go with that. I'm going to go with you on that one. Appreciate it. He's actually from Virginia. Um, he's had a phenomenal year. Uh, in this game, he was 11 for 19, 237, two touchdowns. Senior, now they got a sophomore running back, Jaquez. That sounds good to me. Les Smith. If it's wrong, he can he can tweet us. Okay. And follow. <laughs> hey. Follow, follow, tweet, and you know, give us the phonetic spelling of your name, sir, please. But he went for 16 carries, 165 yards, and three tutties. Pretty well balanced offense for high school. That's actually really balanced. Uh, you you don't see that that often. Honestly, you really don't see it that often. I I kind of personally want to give him a big shout out because again, looking back on their history, Bishop Moore has been like a thorn in their side. Mm-hmm. So 2015, they come into the playoffs undefeated. Uh, Bishop Moore comes in, they knock them off. 2014, they come in, Bishop Moore beats them in double overtime in mm-hmm. that one. They also blew a 17-point lead in the regular season to Bishop Moore in that same season. So it's like, this is uh, like vindication for them. Gotcha. Yeah, so finally to get over that hump, shout out shout out to them. Shout out to Jesuit on that one. Yeah, yeah. big shout out to Jesuit. They got Jones next week out of Orlando, which I don't know the Jones program like that, but I feel like it's one of those names that like, they creep up every now and then. Yeah, Jones, they're, they're actually always here, I think, for like MLK Parade, like that band. I think you're right. Yeah, right? Like, that, right. like the orange and something colors. Yeah. They got a nice little band. Orlando always has good talent, so why not? That's this should true. be a good game. We can slide to that one. If that's a home game, I'd like to slide to that one. I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, especially because Unc Shea is going to go into the Bloomingdale game just looking to down talk on their offense. I'm, I'm, so. I'm open-minded. You're doing more shots. I'd give him another shot, but 
They played Largo Jr. <laughs> and they were underwhelming. So okay, well, we could we could go to the Jesuit game since since you're already saying I'm gonna downplay them. I'm, I'm just saying it, man. It just feels that way. I, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the fence because at least the Bloomingdale game is gonna be two Tampa Bay teams. Okay. So we get a chance to look at Bloomingdale, who's local. Tampa Tampa Tech is also local. But as far as offense, I do kind of want to see that Jesuit squad. We'll flip a coin. There you go. That. Flip a coin. All right. Let's, let's keep it moving. Now, the number 19 team on that list is Berkeley Prep. They went up against Lakeland Christian, which I feel like that's one of those schools where it's like insert city, insert Christian. And like every school, every every city in the South has one. No, uh, I might be right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sounds about right. Christian, Catholic, pick one. Maybe you, Catholic. Usually both. <laughs> it's usually both. So, but next week they get Shamanah Madonna out of Hollywood, which that's an L. <laughs> probably I, I haven't an seen L. the play, but I know that's an L. So. I know a little bit about Shaman Madonna being the Miami fan that I am. They've got a running back, Thad Franklin, who looks like the next Frank Gord. Like he's the bruising of a back. I'm not gonna go with you on that, but I mean, obviously, I mean he's in high school, so I'm not legitimately saying he's gonna be the next Frank Gore, but he's a bruiser of a back. He's a little bit bigger, but he, he can move in the open field. And Shaman Madonna is in the state finals almost every year. Almost certain they won it last year in their in their division. I went to see them when they played um, uh, Clearwater Central Catholic uh, last year, uh-huh. and they had I think to Corey Couch, y'all corner that started. Oh, okay, TC. Yeah, so they always got Division One talent all over the field. I think both of their starting D tackles are going P five, and I, I think I be they might be juniors. I think one's a, maybe one's a senior, one's a junior, and I believe they're both going to Miami. Like. Shamanah Madonna is not a slouch, so Berkeley prep. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Coming in at number 21 is Gaither. Gaither played countryside. I I don't even know if you can say that they played. I believe there was a running clock in the second second half. 49, nada. Yeah, I mean, according to this score, countryside didn't really even make an appearance. They might have been on the bus, and they just said pick a number. Bro, it's and they COVID. said forty nine sounds good. It's COVID, it's the curve year. Is that what it is? They're just sending, they're just sending teams into the playoffs. I mean, I mean, if that's the case. Once you get into the third, the second, third round, then it's legit games. Once you get in the first round, you got Clearwater, you got Largo. Those aren't real teams. They just made it in on the curve. I believe this was the third round. I think these were the quarterfinals, though. I thought next next week is the third round. I think it's the semifinals this week. Okay. I believe this is the semifinals this week. So, oh. well, then, hey, congrats to them for overperforming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Gaither's got Lake Mineola next week. And, uh, you know, according to y'all, they'll be playing some better competition. So, we'll we'll get a chance to see what – what they really are. Uh, before we close out high school on the high school level, quick shout out to Oatman uh, Delancey. I believe he goes by OT. Uh, plays for Lakewood High School. He committed to Barry. So Barry down in the Miami Shores area. 
Um, it's always cool to see, you know, some some local hoopers, especially from Lakewood. Do you think, young man? Is that Division One? I? I don't believe so. Okay. Nice. But either way, you know, shout out to that young man. You can go hoop. And the other the thing is you can always it, sometimes you take the opportunity that's given you until you can earn right. you know, an mm-hmm. opportunity maybe to play somewhere else. So mm-hmm. go get it. Yeah, man. And we we gotta get to a Lakewood basketball game. Got to. It's a must. Absolute must. Of course. The season's already started. So we, we definitely gotta get out to a game sooner than later. All right, so let's close the book on college football. Let's keep rolling. We're gonna get into some college. Did I say college? You did say uh, college. You did. Close the book on high school and let's get into some college football. Go Bulldogs! Yeah, Bulldogs! Yeah, wow. Not so fast, midget! Not so fast! At the top of the 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 list of things to talk through, Jared Patterson. Have a day, young man. Who? <laughs> I'm assuming you saw the tweet. <laughs> I mean, listen, I saw that and I get it. He played what Kent State? He did. It's still a, a Division One it's, it's, it's still, you don't, just don't let nobody run for eight tutties on you, man. After three, hey, stuff everybody in the box. Do something. Make at, an at, adjustment. At some point, have some respect for yourself. Man. Right. I mean, maybe he's just that nice. I mean, eight touchdowns? He ran for a thousand in his true freshman season. The kid is like he didn't just like randomly pop up and be Did good. He also have eight touchdowns. Well, no, he didn't have eight <laughs> oh, touchdowns oh, oh, in a right. game. So and again, it, he might be good, but like at this point, you're talking about like he's putting up Gale Sayers numbers. I mean, the man is just nice like that. Well, then he wouldn't be at the school that he's at if he's right. that nice. Maybe he had an opportunity to transfer out and chose not to. Loyalty before royalty. Stop it. Like, right, like, actually right there. Stop that. Hey, listen. Uh, either way, shout out to the young... I didn't even read the stats off. Y'all are... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 36 carries, mm-hmm. 409 yards, mm-hmm. eight touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is an outrageously fantastic day. The eight mm-hmm. touchdowns tied a NCAA record for rushing touchdowns in a game. So, the next week, Penn State should be able to set a new record for... Players that have tested positive for COVID. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nobody should come back on that field on that defense. All right. I'm sorry. That listen. That, you could have Reggie Bush back there. You could have whoever you want to. Eight touchdowns on that squad. I mean, that stat line is more than any Florida State running back all season in one game. So <laughs> shout out to him. I actually would li- I actually would like to do the research Don't, and see no, if that's factual. No. <laughs> Moving on, moving Please. on. Next, next time. <laughs> no, real quick before before we move on from this though, here, I I do have a gripe about it. All right, my issue with that is they had the ball again with a final possession. Mm-hmm. I believe it was somewhere around two minutes left. Mm-hmm. He's in the game. Obviously, they're feeding him the ball, and then they take him out. Mm-hmm. He was 19 yards away from breaking the record for rushing yards set by Melvin Gordon a few years ago, and they pulled him out. And I blame that coach. He's like, after seven, you gotta you gotta be humble. After seven, after eight, <laughs> somebody on that sideline should be aware of that stat. Somebody. The commentator was like, because they actually they actually didn't have far enough to go. The commentator was like, the offensive line should intentionally hold to create extra yardage 
for him to be able to run. Okay, that's actually like really disrespectful. <laughs> but, but you wouldn't do it. But at this point, Kent State deserved it. Thank you. He ran for 409. You don't pull him out of that game. In all honesty, if I was a quarterback against Kent State, I would have purposely lost 35 yards just so I give that man the rock and have as many chances as possible. Let you Why gotta not? let him go for the record. Why Got not? to. Got to. All right, well, that was that was my issue for Saturday. Um, there are some guys who uh, actually get paid to do things on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't work on Saturdays, but there are a couple guys who do work on Saturdays who might not be working here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Herman in Texas took another loss. So did Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Were those two games the daggers for their respective careers, at, or at least at the current school they're at? For Jim, it should be. Uh, we've seen enough at this point. I've had enough. <laughs> um, you're at Michigan. You're gonna, you get the guys. You got the money. You get everything. It's the big house. You should be producing. You haven't beat Ohio State in how many years now? So how many chances do you get? My thing is, at Michigan, you have the resources. What are you mm-hmm. missing for you not to be successful? I can't say, I, I can't answer that question. Well, hold on. You think Michigan has better resources than Texas? I'm not saying that. I'm because if you're given if you're given if you're given if you're if you're holding Harbaugh to the fire because of the resources he has, I think Texas is giving Tom Herman better resources. But and he's still also not producing. Tom Herman is not a name like Jim Harbaugh, and he's been successful. So I, I would think, based on your past, you should be even more successful at Michigan. So then, but then, so counter argument. Then, do you give him more time because you know he can be successful? Does that buy him more time because he's had previous? He's success? had enough time. How 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 I mean, much he's been more there since time? Twenty fifteen. Yeah. How much more time do you give him? He's been oh, there since twenty fifteen. I fired him last year. Right. Okay, right. But, but, but okay. <laughs> But if we're, if, we're, if we're looking at his record from 2015, has, how many losing seasons has he had? Again, I, I, I get it's Michigan. At Michigan, so you're, it matters if you beat Ohio State, and they haven't been able to do that. Or so. at least just be playing for the conference title. I get that. 100%. I think that, hold on, Michigan and Ohio State, they're in the same division, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think right? they're in the same division. So, so, so I guess in, in that sense, it's almost like you know where LSU is compared to where uh, or where I'm sorry, where maybe Florida is compared to where Bama is, where you have one team who just runs, you know, rough shot over one side of the conference. But if I have to play my rival, who, as as much as we want to knock Ohio State, they always get good talent, right? Or just don't lose to Michigan State. How about that? Sure, <laughs> but again, like if if he has underperformed, I guess if you're looking at what he's done in his in in the past, and plus what he's what Michigan historically has been. But in all honesty, where has Michigan been before Jim Harbaugh got there? It's not like we're talking about Charles Woodson Wolverine team. Like they weren't these these perennial big guys, like big shots anymore. It was just, oh, it's Michigan. I think they were a ten and three team that went back and forth with Ohio State mm-hmm. every other year. The before fact before Harbaugh? Yeah, yeah. Like they were the they, they had winning got there? They have winning records, and they would beat Ohio State occasionally. But the fact that you're not w- having a winning record and you're not beating Ohio State um, again, I, I think I think that he's going to get almost that that Bobby Bowden type of love. the The fact that he has 
so many ties to Michigan. Do not compare him to Bobby. I'm, I'm Bobby just saying I'm, that, that, that's the best comparison I got right now off, off the top. And you're saying who would who would they hire? Yeah, I would go after uh, Clemson's D coordinator, Venables. If you can if you can pull him away, sure. One, you're going to, have to pay him a grip, and two, he's not proven to be able to lead a team. It's a new face, though. All right, hold on, real quick, because. I had to fact check. Oh, yeah, we got research. Fact check me. I'm sorry. Okay. Got research. So Harbaugh shows up in 2015. Okay. Right? From 04 to 2013, Michigan beat Ohio State once. Mm. Oh, so to his point, Michigan has been pretty was, much a nobody for their a record, long though? time. They probably have a decent enough record. The record is one and nine against Ohio State. No, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you mean their overall record? Their overall record throughout those years. At Michigan, they're what's under the most 500 thing? this year. Hmm? What's the most important thing at Michigan? Beating Ohio State and winning championships. And if you're not beating Ohio State, so, you're definitely not winning okay. championships. I was wrong, but do you continue on this track of mediocrity? He will. He will get a pass because of who he is on that campus. All right. So then, let's keep pushing with the college football. Um, let's talk Heisman race. I need I need top fives. No no particular order. If you want to put in the order, you can, but you don't have to put in the order. I need top fives. Uh, I got the the QB from uh, BYU Wilson. Zach Wilson. Um, I got Trash from Florida. Is this in order? No, it's no order. No order. I just want to emphasize. Trash, even though okay, he's cool. he's not been playing like trash at all. And even though you put him on your Heisman list, you're, you're not going to call a man by his name. Uh, we, no. We went through this already. You do the same That's thing. What Florida State fans are calling him. You're going to yeah. give him respect, but not respect him. Okay? No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, okay. if he wants the Heisman, you know, God bless him. Um, And then Mac Jones. It's, it's hard not to put Mac Jones on there. Honestly, to me, at the top of that list. So you said Zach, Kyle, mm-hmm. Mac. And Mac is at the top of that list, and Trash is number two. Two big names missing from that list. Okay. And then after that, you don't even care. I'm I'm good. I don't think that I don't think that honestly anybody can catch those three. Okay. Huh? But you argued me down about one of those guys that's not on the list. I argued you down about. Well, one you didn't of them? argue me down. You just had a huge problem with Trevor Lawrence not being on the list. Oh well, yeah. I, that's but, what I said. There's two big names missing from his list. But he's Herbert on. He's on, is one of them. He's yeah, on I mean, my list. I got Kyle Trash winning it. I got Justin Fields. Got got to give Mac his credit. I got Zach from BYU mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I don't put Ian Book in it because he, although he's winning, he's not. He doesn't have the stats to back it. Okay. Yeah, he's got he's got W's, and I guess yeah. and my my only issue like that top five given a full season that they all played, your top five is spot on. I can't give and Trevor Lawrence probably wins it. I can't give Justin Fields any love on that because he's playing half of the, the games that the rest of them are playing. Sure, he has not played as many games, but do you need to watch LeBron play ten games versus watching? 
so so uh, so. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what so I mean? Like somebody, certain guys are just so like I don't I don't need to watch you 15 games to know that you're one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So so if that's right. the case, after one game, oh boy, is the best running back. I'm not saying in, one in game. I didn't say one game. He's played multiple games, and he was this good last year too. I'm putting him on my list only out of respect. I don't think he's gonna win it because I don't have a good portion of games for to judge from. So. You're just going on the list, him and Trevor Lawrence, out of respect. So with Trevor being in there, clearly he he puts up numbers. That he's done that his entire career at Clemson, right? Right. Now, for him to miss X amount of games, I feel like it would be unfair to now reward him just for what the games that he has played. Because if that's the case, what my prime example, Pete Ward, he wins the Heisman. He got suspended for a couple games because of the Dillard stuff, but his performance on the field shows that he's the best player in college football. Okay, right. he didn't win it because of the perception of giving it to a guy who was quote unquote they gave it to a trouble guy. They gave it to Jameis. Okay, they had no choice. Yeah, Jameis. Jameis is. So, so that so that ninety nine season and then, and then it's did kind they not of have a choice but to give it to Pete Ward. He's clearly the best player in college football. I think if he was a quarterback, he'll get it. Winning team. I, I hear I you. I think if Peter Work was a quarterback, he, they would give it to him. I hear you, but bringing it back to Trevor, mm-hmm. Trevor has he missed two games, no fault of his own really. So there's no perception issue with it. It's not like well, we're giving it to this this knucklehead or we're giving it to this this guy who's lost you know public favor for doing anything. And yes, he missed two games, but he's also still played in seven games. And in those seven games, he's the best quarterback in the country. So I can't not put him in my top five because he missed two, two games. But he's not so going to win it. So on the seven plus that Mac Jones and Trask have played, their numbers aren't that far off either. And the only loss that Florida lost, he put up what, three hundred twelve yards and four touchdowns in the only loss of the season. So, and I'm not saying that Trevor should win it over Kyle. I have Kyle on my list as well. Mm-hmm. And I have Mac Jones in my top five as well. I'm not saying that Trevor should win it over either of them. I'm just saying I can't not put Trevor on the list because of those two games. That's the things he didn't have control over. I mean, it was it's a COVID year, right. and if he's played, and it's not like it's not like uh, Justin Fields, who has literally played a handful of games, three, I believe. It's not like he's only played in three games. He's played in seven, which that's enough sample size. Okay. And he looks like the best quarterback in the country. Now, I don't know who's going to win. He, he, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor won it because they just, they just love him. They that's, do. That's fine. But you, but you set a weird precedent at that point because if somebody goes out and performs, given all circumstances for the, the majority of a season or for the entirety of a season, and Trevor Lawrence is just balling out of his mind for five or six games and then gets hurt, which is like COVID. That's out of his control. Right. Can't control getting hurt. Now all of a sudden you're going to say, oh, well, you know, for five games, he's just the best quarterback ever. But for 10 games, this guy was even better. He stopped playing. So now you set this weird precedent to where you, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't give a guy an award off of or reputation. Or partial season. Or, I mean, or reputation. I, I hear you. I, I'm a, I'm a, I've been saying for quite some time, I think the Heisman race is a popularity contest. The fact that Trevor's probably he's the biggest name in college football right now, 
he actually has the numbers to back it up. When you look at total numbers, no, because he's played less games. Right. When you look at per game numbers, his numbers are right up there with everybody else. I would not be surprised if they gave it to him. Again, I'm not arguing that he should win it. Justin's not going to win it either, but and Justin probably won't even get the invite, right? Because there are five other quarterbacks that are playing really, really good football. Uh, I personally just can't take Trevor off of my list because he missed two games when he has played enough of them for me to see that he he is arguably arguably the best quarterback in the game. That's cool. You can put him on the list, but he is there's a gap. Let me ask no, y'all this though. There's a gap. Do y'all put any non quarterbacks on the list? No. Or consider it? No. Not really. No. <laughs> okay. not, not really. It's it's a QB award this year. They they can they might as well just name it the QB award this year. Yeah, I'm about to say and and and, and unfo- unfortunately if it's not a QB it's gonna be a, a running back which I there's no standout guy no, there's sure. and there's no standout running back so, so I was I was thinking QB maybe Kyle Pitts but that's a, nah. a reach. QB nah, Kyle's not getting it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's close let's close the book on uh, college football. Let's jump over to college hoops. He's awesome. He's ramming. He's jamming, and he's slamming. There he goes. Ram, jam, slam, bam. College basketball is back. It's back, but it was. I put an ish on it because there were a lot of games that were canceled. They really like stumbled out of the gate last week. So the the first games were scheduled for Wednesday, Sunday, and Monday. The cancellations just started rolling. Which I mean, you can't be too surprised, right? COVID year. Right. They don't have a college football, college basketball bubble. <laughs> yeah. There's no so, bubble. And there's so many more teams. Right. There's so many teams. Hard to control. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be, I feel like this season is going to be really, really weird. Again, just the start of it is just like you're watching guys just play basketball. <laughs> like, I feel like these, these first couple of weeks are going to be like no better than exhibition games. Whereas clearly you have a whole bunch of talent on a squad. And you know they can play, but it's like they haven't been playing together for how long now? A lot of sloppy plays. I mean, I mean, when you have San Francisco beating like a, what a top five team, San Francisco ain't been been good since Bill Russell. I mean, well, we're Duke fans, so we're used to seeing young guys who haven't been playing together for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to Stumble. figure it out at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. So I'm kind right. and I, I kind of like the the open run feel. The game sometimes where it's just like the and in those moments to me the best guys just shine. You don't get over coaching too much, and the best players can just play in my opinion. Yeah. Right. I think I think you and me always talk about something kind of behind closed doors about coaching. One coach who you love to hate, and I think that I think that in a way this season will show how good certain coaches really are. Yeah. Right? Are we talking Izzo? We are talking. Yeah, we're talking. We are, we are talking. Tom. I, I don't care for Tom. Um, yeah, I, I think you get I to see that. just how good the Coach K's are, the Leonard Hamiltons, Calipari's. I think you really get to see how good they can either put a game plan together, get guys together, put a team together, and not just depend on your standard. Well, this is Duke. We're gonna be good. Yeah. Well, this is North Carolina. We're gonna be good. Like, how well can now can you coach, given? Cancellations, empty gyms, guys might be out. Your your top two guys might get COVID. Now what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah. As a Duke fan, it's just weird to see the that the Cameron crazies aren't gonna be there. It, it's gonna be a weird feeling just to watch them. And they and for and so watching on TV, they were trying to like. 
pipe in audio, like crowd same. noise, and even like you can't you can't replicate that, right? Which we talked off air, and you know you can you can make your 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 point again that you made about crowds not being there. Yeah, I mean, in in a, in a way, I feel like it was the same thing with the um with the NBA bubble. Like, even though I loved the watching that basketball, it, it felt like street ball for a good chunk of the playoffs. It felt like guy five guys on the court just meet up and they just they just right. do a run. Yeah, like, you couldn't you couldn't Ice really beat up. that. So at the, at some point, when was you know home court advantage ever going to come into play? Which it's 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 weird. It's a cliche, but to be honest, it does come into play. And home right. court advantage is a bigger deal in, in college. In college, yeah. Like yeah. when you got guys that are legit five feet away from you doing weird hand <laughs> if gestures. That, if five feet. Yeah, doing weird chants. Like that's annoying. It's annoying yeah. to watch. I can only imagine if they're chanting your name. I love it. And to not have that, if you can get a your top hooper that can just come into a gym, lock in, and go nuts without distractions. Cameron ain't gonna have that same feel. It's gonna be Agreed. fun to watch. It's definitely gonna be Very fun, fun to, watch. to watch. So, and despite all of the cancellations, you did get some decent matchups. There's the, the Fort Myers tip off, which actually happened, which I would have loved to be able to attend that. But you got a number one versus number six, uh, Gonzaga number one, Kansas number six. This was the big game of the weekend. It was a good game, a good competitive game. Kansas is trying to. Uh, replace, uh, you know, some big names like Azubuki, who's gone. Uh, Gonzaga, is, they're Gonzaga, right? I mean, at, at this just, point, they're kind of just rolling. You know, Gonzaga's pretty good almost every year. They're replacing guys, too. They got a true freshman who I'm real big on, Jalen Suggs, a 6'5 kid out of Minnesota. True freshman went for 24 points, 8 assists, and 4 boards. Watch that kid. Like, I'm, I'm – if, if you know y'all listening, if if you're looking for like names to to watch, watch Jalen Suggs. Yeah, he's gonna get busy. This is his first game against Kansas, and he goes for twenty four eight and four. Hey, if you could hoop, you could hoop anywhere. I mean, yeah. and, and that that boy can hoop. He is he is legit. So that, that's definitely a name to watch. Obviously, plenty tons of college basketball left. You know, so many opportunities to to watch some good games. A pump you did mention there were a couple upsets that happened that were quite notable. San Francisco beat number four Virginia, and then Virginia Tech beat number three Villanova. I'm going to be honest; I'm not super surprised by either of those upsets. Not Virginia. I'm not surprised of the Virginia upset because of the style of ball that Virginia plays. It's that they want to play low-scoring games. They want to pack the paint, yeah. which means if you can find a way to score against that defense, you can beat them. Like I feel like Virginia's one of those teams which is why they get into the tournament year after year. And obviously, besides the one year that they won it, a lot of times they lose the team that they have no business losing to because they can't score. Right. So if you can score against them, they very well may struggle to score against you, and you can beat them. Right. Am I the only one that doesn't really get too hype off of early college basketball upsets? No, I'm nah. with you on that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 in all honesty, I, I feel Duke or Carolina, whoever can start the, the season 0-3, and they're probably still going to make the tournament. And then, fine, their seed might not be as good. But if, if, if they can play ball, they're going to get into the tournament and beat whoever they need to beat and get there. Yeah, so it's night and day from college football. You, you yeah. get excited early in the season for college football. Listen, there, there, were, there were tons of years I went to the Civic Center in Tallahassee and watched Florida State beat Duke. 
just to know that Duke's gonna make the Final Four. It was great. It was a feather in our cap. Great, we right. beat Duke. But ain't no banners hanging up in the Civic Center for them wins. So. Right. Very fair. And they play. They play so many games. Exactly. All right. They play so many games. To your point, if you if you did stumble out of the gate or you were you're sluggish in the way you started your season, mm-hmm. you've got time to turn it around. Literally, we're in November. You're not talking tournament until March. Right. And they're yeah. playing oftentimes two, maybe three games in a week. So they play so many games. Yeah, you really can't get too high or too low about some of the early games. I, you know, just us being sports junkies, we're going to watch it. We'll talk about it. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's expecting Nova to just fold for the rest of the year because they, right. they lost no to Virginia doubt. Tech no doubt. in November. All right, so it was, and it wasn't a ton of college hoop stuff. Obviously, that season will continue to develop itself, and the storylines will continue to write their own. Um, so we'll leave it there for college hoops. Let's get into some NFL stuff. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. At the top of it, uh, somebody's already out of a job. Matt Patricia, out in Detroit. As he should be. As he should be. The Lions won't be able to get this right for a while. <laughs> the Lions are one of the teams, man. Well, Omar, I think you said if they're smart, they'll get Eric B. If they're smart. That has to be the first name on your list, right? It, it has to be. I'll be trying to talk to him right now. <laughs> what did you what did you what you what did you say when you text me about about Eric B? You said if they're smart. If they're smart, they'll get Eric B in the building and don't let him leave. Literally barricade the doors. Real deal. Cancel his flight, you know, calling a calling a bomb threat to the airport, whatever you gotta right. do to to make sure that man does not leave without signing the to deal. Be, to be honest, they have the guys to run his offense already. They got the Lions do have talent on offense. They've always had talent on offense. Yeah, though. so that offense is immediately going to turn around. Yeah, it's still the Lions. They are still the Lions. <laughs> but he, he's just going to have an impact on the team, right? He, he will. Uh, yeah, the listen. Lions just—they did Barry Sanders wrong, and that's wrong. coming back to bite <laughs> Matt, the ghost is of Barry Sanders. Until you do right by me, <laughs> I dig it. I mean. Listen, Matt Patricia was never going to make that thing work. Like, And I'm, a, I'm an NFC North guy, obviously. Just watching them play ball. Mm. At some point, Matt Patricia is going to play man coverage. <laughs> Every single game. He might play zone two or three snaps. At some point, he's going to play no matter what. I don't care. He doesn't care how bad his corners are getting beat. He ain't getting no pressure on the D-line. Oh, no, we're going to play man. And at some point, it's like, Matt, well, you got to change. He also don't have Brady to fall back on. So, <laughs> And he doesn't have Brady to fall back yeah. on either. Yeah. And he doesn't have the other defensive genius that's actually running that team in Bill Belichick. Right. He does not have Bill Belichick. So I do think Bill signs him back. <laughs> and he'll probably he be ball out, out again. And yeah. he'll probably be great. That defense will probably elevate themselves because that's what he does. I'm always interested to see like how those dynamics work. Like, does Bill welcome him back? Welcome him back with open arms? Well, the offensive coordinator got signed back. Okay, yeah. So, so Bill has a a, a reputation. Who was that? Uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he never left since. <laughs> yeah. He learned his lesson. <laughs> to your point. Until they do right by Barry, 
They also did bad to Jim Caldwell. Agreed. The last yeah. head coach who actually had a, they fired that man with a winning record. Yeah. Like assuming it, they could do better. It's hard to win in the NFC North if you got Aaron Rodgers right there. Mm-hmm. Until you beat Aaron, but a lot of teams can't beat Aaron. Mm-hmm. Just take what you can get. Take what you can get, get better. At some point, you'll beat them. But if you keep starting from scratch and you actually let go of the one guy that was getting you to the playoffs, you don't deserve it, man. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with that. Just as interesting as a firing is what is happening in Denver. <laughs> I mean, they started out the game with a running back in the Wildcat. Listen, sorry, so before, let's, let's lay the backstory how they ended up in this Simpsons moment. Jeff Driscoll, shout out to that school in Gainesville, I guess, has mm. positive Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I would expect to be happening in Colorado of all places, apparently guys are not wearing their mask. Now, if you ask Drew Locke, it was for a limited amount of time, quote unquote. <laughs> I'm not buying that personally. They just been hanging out, no mask, thinking they could do whatever they wanted to. Jeff Driscoll test positive. Drew Locke, Brett Ripien, and Blake Bortles, who was actually on the practice squad. Good old Blake. <laughs> all hanging out with Jeff Driscoll. All get labeled as high risk for contact tracing. None of them are available to play today. <laughs> so then what do they do? Well, let's start looking through the roster. Let's start looking through the practice squad. Who played quarterback at some point? Because the only other thing after that to do is just put a bunch of names on a wall and throw a dart. <laughs> Pretty much. So they, they land on Kendall Hinton mm-hmm. from the practice squad. Good old Wake Forest. Old, he was quarterback at Wake Forest. I believe he got hurt. He lost the job to Jamie Newman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'll play, I'll play wide receiver. I also have some. Also did some digging on on this young man, and apparently from fifth grade to senior year of high school, he also played all time quarterback on the block that he lived. <laughs> I, I actually took you serious for a second. I'm I like, definitely thought it was going to be like whoa. a legit stat. I actually got some research going. <laughs> but, but you know what? Hey. Everybody played quarterback at one point. Depending on what block he came from, being an all-time QB is a big deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. That's all I'm saying. The the funny thing is, like, like the fact that it happened to to the Broncos. If I if you laid that story out and said which team was this, my top two guesses probably would have been Jacksonville or the Jets. Not the not the Browns or the Bengals. (laughs) No, the Browns are doing good. The Browns and the Bengals are doing good. My number one guess would have been the Jags. Because the Jags just find ways to do stupid stuff. Yeah, the Jags usually and this sounds like over a themselves. very Jagsy thing to do. I was thinking, I'm more, I'm definitely with you on the Jets. The Jets will find a way to get in their own way. Yes, and Trevor, wherever you at, man, like, like I really hope Trevor just follows the podcast one day. God bless you, man. Wherever you are, I want to throw all kinds of anointed oil on you and just protect your life because. Oof. Hey man, yeah he, yeah. I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. Nah. Hey, who knows? He might be able to turn it around. Mm. Uh, pardon? Optimism. Come again? I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I feel, I feel like Doctor Umar. I beg your pardon. <laughs> 
I beg your pardon. So if you're Trevor's dad, what are you telling him? Full uh, of Eli Manning. I'm not going. <laughs> That's what I was no, thinking. I, I'm not going to condone that. Trade me now. Trevor, <laughs> I mean, Tre- one Trevor doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would pull that. Eli doesn't seem like the guy. <laughs> just looking at Eli's face, he just seems like a dirtbag. Yep. Eli just had one of those faces you just want to punch. Yep. And I'm and, and I'm not even violent. Yeah, like, I, I would see Eli just walk off with that dopey face. I'm like, God, I just want to hit you. He just looks clueless every time you you see him. And I feel like Eli was he felt like he could get away with something like that because of the name, because of his brother, because of his dad. And I don't I don't see Trevor pulling something like that. No. Think Trevor's gonna take the challenge on. Yeah, and uh, I wish him the best. With Adam Gates at the helm, is anyone even close to the Jets? What do you in mean the, in, in the, the tank? In the tank off? Yeah. Huh, Jets are zero and ten. Yeah, I think I think they're leading the tank off. Yeah, it's, it's 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 the Jets in the field. Yeah, I mean there are there are some other the teams Jacks. that are close. Jacksonville is one and ten. Cincy's actually it's two still and, a chance. Cincinnati's actually two and eight, but they but they lost they lost yeah, uh, yeah, they Burrow Joe. Joe. Yeah. Hey, Trevor, but if you're listening, Joe's there's, looking there's legit, a chance. Though. He was, but now that Joe's out for the rest of the season, they might. I don't see the Jets winning two games though. But I don't see them winning any games. You know what? That would be a very Jets thing to do, though, to win a game. <laughs> at that point, it, I need. When at, at that point, I need that uh that Bart Scott drop. Can't wait. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't that be a super Jets thing to do, though? Yes. Just start winning, actually winning games like the flukiest ways. Yes. And then they end up like three wins. <sighs> it would be fantastic, and uh, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Just yeah, me and the Jets. All right. Uh, other things that happened across the NFL landscape, uh, King Henry snapped today. Dominating. Wait, are we calling him King Henry? Are you not calling him King Henry? No, I'm calling him Derek Henry. Wow. Why? Mama named him Derek. <laughs> I'm going to call I mean, him Derek. That's his, that's his Twitter handle, at least. You not with it? Nah, it's only one king. That's King James. All right. You know what? Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> Derek Henry went for a buck 78 and three tutties. Mm-hmm. Hey, I had him on my team, so. Appreciate that. This is uh, what the first good Bama running back in a minute. Uh, Mark Ingram has had a good career. Yeah. He's the first elite one in a minute. I tell that back. The first. I mean, did oh Mark won a Heisman, didn't he? Yeah, Mark won a Heisman. So again, so the first guy that was really good in college, that was also really good in the NFL. Mark was yeah. serviceable. Mark wasn't great. Well, you, well, you're saying past tense. Mark had a really good year last year. This year, he, he had good he, years, but again, consistency. He, he had a serviceable career. That's no. my point. So, an elite college back and was also an elite NFL back. Correct. Are we talking over the years or just recently? I mean, over the years. You can keep going. Yeah, I, Mark uh, wasn't elite. Trent was trash. Sean Trent Alexander? Sean had a couple good years. Sean was elite at one point. Those two years, and then they put him on. Years, then they put him on the cover, of Madden. <laughs> I mean, those years he was elite for two years. Derek's been doing it for a minute. I'm with you. I mean, listen. I, I think I think Josh Jacobs has a chance. There's a chance. He's just in. He's in Vegas, and nobody cares about the Raiders anymore. Which you know what? I'm fine with that. That's a conversation when we get there. We we got to talk about Bucks Chiefs. Let's let's just get it. I'm on, I'm on Corona number two. Rip the, so let's rip do the it. bandaid off. Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna let you tee it off. <clears throat> well, I blame Brady first of all. I don't know why. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. 
the fact we signed Brady for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win games. Mm-hmm. Last week against the Rams, he lost us the game. And I don't understand why we keep throwing deep balls with a a forty year old quarterback when the quicker routes are open. We have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's, and Antonio Brown. We don't have to go deep every play. Mm-hmm. So wait, so now at that point, are you blaming Brady or are you blaming Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich? Because uh, Brady threw two offense. picks. He, he threw two picks this week and last week. Well, I actually looked this up earlier. Of our five losses, four and four of them, he's thrown at least two picks. So who are you blaming? I guess I'm going combo. I, actually, nah. you know what? I'm going. I'm going Arians and Leftwich because no, 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 no. Because it's, it, to me, it is quite obvious that they're making Tom Brady run Bruce Arians' offense, which is 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 heavy on the deep ball. To me, as a as a coach, Arians, you know that that's not his strong suit at this point in his career. Why are you trying to force that round peg into a, a square hole? Is it a square peg in a round hole? Whatever. Either way, it don't fit. You're forcing something that don't fit, and I'm looking at Bruce Arians. But you also have to look at the throws that Brady is making. Yes, Tom is also making bad throws. I mean, one of the picks today was tipped, which No, he threw it off of a player's helmet. It wasn't tipped. Oh, it wasn't tipped? (laughs) He tried to do a a hot read to Mike Evans, who wasn't looking. First of all, his hot reads have been gross. So, I feel like... I'm a Florida State fan, so I'm always going to defend Jameis. Oh, yeah. every time, okay. every time. Listen, every time Jameis lost, every time the Bucks lost, who did they blame? The quarterback. He threw who happened thirty to, interceptions. Still, there were certain games where it wasn't his fault, That's but he still is Tom going to throw thirty interceptions? He's up to, I want to say eleven right now, and it's for Tom Brady. That's bad. I think he's at nine. Probably nine coming into the game today. He threw two today. But well, whatever. What's the Bucks' record right now? Seven and Seventy-five. Five. Okay. On the flip side, though, our secondary is horrible. Okay, you know what? Also, I'm also going coaching on the secondary, especially today, because how many times does Tyreek Hill need to beat Carlton Davis in man before coverage you before you give him some help? Like, unless you've got prime time or, you know, in his prime Champ Bailey lining up out there, stop putting that man on that island. You're asking, you're asking to get your own guy embarrassed. The reason why I don't go coaching is because Cooper Cup had, what, 13 catches against us last week and two touchdowns? So then, as a coach, you came out and said, hey, man, you know what? It's okay to happen against Cooper Cup last week. It won't happen again this week against Tyreek Hill. Seriously? Get him in some help. Give him some help. And and stop rolling the help, the safety to the other side. Safety. Stop worrying about anything else, bro. Don't let Tyreek Hill get behind you. And at what point do you do you see what's going on and you make adjustments? I feel like they see what's going on, but they believe in the, their players too much to not coach them, if that makes sense. With all that being said, we got enough stops to try and win that game, and Tom Brady made some bad decisions. That one pick 
on the on the deep ball. I feel, pump, you've been waiting. I see. Oh I no, can see I'm, it. I'm eagerness. Not, <laughs> yeah, oh no, I can see I'm, it building up. I'm not waiting at all. I, I I'm just enjoying listening to your first world QB problems. Okay. Okay. That, that's all. I'm, I'm I'm just saying like 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 I get that Tom Brady hasn't been playing Tom Brady ish or whatever. For it, though. Fine. I mean, Tom Brady has also won some games. Yes. He hasn't lost all five of those games. There, there's in those losses, there's been I'll say at least two where the defense didn't do what they need to do either. Okay. Eric? So fine. Tom has lost you three and a half games. Sure. Tom also hasn't thrown thirty picks. He has not thrown thirty picks. So please stop bringing up Jameis. Please and thank you. Now, 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 don't get me wrong. There's been there was there were several games last season where the Bucks defense were put in horrible situations because of Jameis Winston. Yes. In those same games, yes, Jameis would also get the ball back and then throw a deep ball to Mike Evans, and they they're down by a score. He also threw thirty three touchdowns. He also threw thirty three touchdowns. I get that. If Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich don't know how to maximize Tom Brady's talent, right? Because last year there was an issue in, in, in New England where Tom Brady still got that team to the playoffs but didn't have weapons. That was the huge thing. The Patriots got to the playoffs, but Tom didn't have any weapons. So now Tom has weapons, but it's like Bruce is saying, oh, hey, we got Mike Evans. He can stretch the field. Throw it deep. Yeah, he can't do that well anymore. So you're you're falling on the side of but coaching. But he hasn't been doing that for years. Yes. The last time he threw the ball deep with consistency was when he had Randy Moss. I don't know if And he, how many years ago was that? I don't know if it was you I was talking to, but when we signed Tom Brady, I said this is bad for this offense because we're a deep ball offense. So and that, he doesn't throw the ball deep. So at that point, you would just say, hey, listen, I got the greatest quarterback ever on my team. All I need is one guy who is like Wes Welker. All I need is one guy who's like Julian Edelman. And Tom will pick you apart. Which is A.B. But do you think... Yeah, A.B. just got there, though. I'm saying he could play that role as Julian Edelman. And at that point, Byron and Bruce should say, hey, okay, let's figure out exactly what got you all them rings, and let's do that. Thank you. Bruce Aarons has to not be stubborn, and I think he's a stubborn coach. He's a very stubborn man. Because... We're we're what twelve games into the season now, and you haven't made any adjustments. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm. You're, we're only getting worse. And I'm and I'm <laughs> done giving the pass of we got to figure out who we are. We got to figure out right. who we are on offense. Bruce I'm I'm done with that. Bruce does a lot of a, a lot of calling out and sneak dissing, and I never really hear him solely point the blame on himself. No, no, it's not. I have yet to see him be that be that guy. And he hasn't won a championship. That's the thing. I, I could understand Bill Belichick calling players out because he has a track record. Mm. Bruce has had great teams, but he hasn't gotten over the hump. You would you would think a guy, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, you would go to him and say, "Hey, what do you want to run?" Because obviously, what my offense is isn't oh, Bruce working. Has, Bruce has made a point to say that Tom calls his own plays. By the way, man, it's, Bruce has made a point to say only that. when it's only when it's bad, though. Exactly, right. that's my point. But I think that Tom also is selecting the plays in that playbook that will probably work best for him. Just and to show seems, him. Right, <laughs> and it seems like that playbook is only limited to, okay, listen, I can do this and I can do this well. These plays, 
No, yeah, you probably do need a Jameis Winston to throw these balls. I ain't Jameis. Mm-hmm. I'm not 20-something years old with that arm no more. Right. I can make great decisions on short passes. Come on, man. I can manage the game. And, again, and we could win multiple ball games that way. Being honest, Thomas never had the biggest arm. No. When he was throwing deep balls again, who was he throwing them to? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. He's outrunning, outjumping guys. Or just... All those lame ducks that Tom throws up, Randy probably comes down with majority of them, not Mike Evans. I don't even. But the, the, to me, the issue is he's not even putting the balls in play. Where like the, the Randy would still go shit. get it. I mean, some guys. Don't let me, I'm gonna leave it at this. Several guys need to have a coming to Jesus moment, and now because mm-hmm. we're still in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. But if we get the wild card at this point, because that's not yeah, even no. guaranteed. If we get the wild card. We're looking like a first round out because yeah. we can't. We we it, you have to generate offense. We don't have the defense where we can. We're gonna win the grind out games. We got to generate offense. You fellas need to come to uh, need to have a coming to Jesus. Agreed. All right. Before we close our NFL, you made a statement about tonight's Sunday night game. Go off. Uh yeah, I mean uh, Mitchell Trubisky is back. Uh, Mitch Trib. Mitch is back. Uh, under the helm as the starting quarterback of my Chicago Bears. <clears throat> I predicted that the Bears would win this game 2017. Mitch would have a touchdown, 280 yards. You didn't want to hear my prediction. I didn't want to hear your prediction. I, I, I didn't want to hear that. Again, this is, this is me going off of, you know, where, where I stand in my, in my little third world uh, quarterback issues. Um, you know, I would love to have, you know, Sitting here complaining about Tom Brady, um, I don't have that luxury. Um, yeah, the, the 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 Bears are the Bears are the Bears are who we thought they were. Miss just threw a pick. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I actually watched. It. I actually watched. Sorry, it. I haven't yeah. pull it up. No, I'm, I'm actually watching it live. Did he go through his reads? <laughs> I mean, he just threw a deep ball to somebody who was double covered. The jump ball so, was that was A Rob at least. It doesn't matter. Mitch okay. just plays like he's scared. <laughs> Mitch, um, Mitch, Mitch plays like he was the second pick in the draft that should have never been picked second in the draft. Oh, I thought you were going to say he plays like he's a quarterback from North Carolina who literally played one season. I mean, and one season in high school. <laughs> you can throw all these things in there. I'm, I'm just saying that that again. Clearly, the Bears wanted him so bad that they had to trade up one spot because Deshaun Watson. And Pat Mahomes were not gonna be good. Oh man, we couldn't get this guy. We gotta settle for this guy. You gotta trade it. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Mitch was there. Feel the pain. They wanted him, and they they needed to go get him. Mitch was there. <laughs> Dire need. There was there was also a used DeLorean right there. All right. <laughs> not not doing. That. There was a half can of Pringles. <laughs> Would you hey. like to hear my prediction though? Go for it, man. Go, go, okay. go for it. So I'm going 30 to 20, Green Bay. Yeah. Devontae Adams goes off. So you I assume, hope so. You I assume that uh, Mitch is going to put up 20 points. I guess I said he's going to put up 20 points, but, uh, you know, I don't well, You still got a great defense, so the defense is always going to put you in position to so score. great defense gives up 30 tonight? That's what it sounds yeah. like. I mean, you're playing against A-Rod. <laughs> okay. Right, but they're going to get some plays for the offense. So and Mitch will have a chance to potentially win this game is what you're saying. Mm. 
Hey, at some point, my Bears are going to come back around, man. Right. You're one quarterback away, I feel like. And a running Which back. Is a nice way to be. And a running back and some, you know, a couple more wide receivers. Mm, you you we get, got one. You get, a, you get an elite quarterback and you guys will be just fine. Mm, looks like we passed on two. I don't <clears throat> yeah, Deshaun Watson is elite. And so is uh, Pat Mahomes. All right. Well, then, uh, before this goes uh, further into a deep state of depression, We'll we'll move on from NFL and we're gonna we're gonna bring it home with some NBA talk. Some dates came out. Preseason NBA is gonna start on December the eleventh. Um, they're already pitching out the the marquee game is gonna be the Lakers versus uh, the LA Junior Flippers. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody really cares to dig too much into preseason NBA right now. I usually don't even, I, I watched well, NBA preseason cares. for the first time in a very very long time this year. Uh, I'll watch again, whatever. The bigger story right now, LA um, uh, free agency is kind of the big names have all pretty much signed, right? We, we kind of know where all the big signings are, all the big moves. I think we we all kind of agreed on who won free agency. Let's go Lakers. Let's go Lakers. Lake, we all agree here that the Lakers won free agency, and it's not because we're all Lakers fans. Only two of us are Lakers fans, but it's not even it's not even close. Okay, so the 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 better conversation then is who are the biggest losers of free agency? Mm -hmm. Shay, you wanna you wanna kick us off? Who is your biggest loser in free agency? Um, the obvious answer is the Bucks. Okay, they traded what six uh, first round picks for one guy. Uh, they didn't. They, they pretty much did what the Lakers did to get Anthony Davis, right? Instead, <laughs> but instead <laughs> they got Davis. Drew Holiday. Ooh, and I don't even DJ think I would have did that. I don't even think I would have did that for Anthony Davis. What six, Not first? six first first rounds? Yeah, I do it for Anthony Davis. I'm not doing three. It. I'm not doing it for. Holiday season? Holiday season? No, I'm not doing it for him. So that just further pushes Giannis out the door. Yes. Yeah. On, on, on top of the fact that they tried to make a trade for uh, Sacramento's guy. And they botched it. And they botched it. Bogdan. So Giannis. And, and now they're under investigation for tampering. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes. What? I did not know that. So, again, you got Drew Holiday, you got an investigation pending, and you're telling Giannis, and then you fill the roster with just pieces, role players. This tells Giannis what? That we're all in to be another second round out? Like, this offseason, in my mind, pushed Giannis out the door. So, you don't, you don't think... Do you guys think Drew elevates that team at all? Not no. All. Really? It's flat no. And I like Drew. I like He's Drew. a good defender, perimeter defender, but he doesn't move the needle. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. This is, this is a league of superstars. At this point, you need two superstars to win in the NBA. Mm -hmm. and Unless the other team has multiple injuries, Golden State, Toronto. Sure, but again, when they were winning, they had 
three. Well, like Toronto won without having another legit star. Don't do yes, it. they had they had See, Kawhi and they then had Kawhi. Leave it at that. They had, and that, then they, they had, had Kawhi. They had a half of a star. If you if if, if you put Siakam, oh no, no the way no the way the way that Siakam played in that in that playoffs and in okay. that final. He, he was legit. I thought you were, I thought I'm not. I'm not gonna go Mike Lowry. Trash Lowry. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go Mike Lowry. Please don't go Trash Lowry. Makes my, and even and even <laughs> Van Vliet played. He earned. He earned a contract. Fred hoop. Fred right. has been hooping. So on that point, cool. But who on that Milwaukee Bucks team is gonna be those three guys? Is, no. is Bledsoe still there? No, they traded Eric. Eric is gone. They they traded Eric, and they also traded George Hill. So they pretty much. Depleted their guard, their point guards at least for Drew, which I think Drew is an I think he is an upgrade over those two guys. But now they've lost a lot of their depth. So Milwaukee's best bet is to look for a trade for Giannis. If they if they don't trade him before the trade deadline, that would be as big as Oklahoma letting Kevin Durant walk for free. Yep. Because I don't I don't think there's any way he resigns in Milwaukee Un- unless they find a way to get a. James Harden, Jimmy Butler, it's not gonna happen. I don't think, and I don't think that's happening. It's bad None enough you're in Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think that's happening. It's always bad in Milwaukee. So, Pump, are you also taking the Bucks as your biggest loser for NBA free agency? Absolutely. And in that case, then pick somebody else. Just for the sake of conversation. I just for the sake of conversation, I think the uh, the second biggest loser to me is uh, the Houston Rockets. Okay. Oh, that's um, interesting. I, yeah, I, I think that again, they don't have. Uh, you and me talked about this before. I don't think they have any pressure right now to off Westbrook or off Harden right now. Mm-hmm. They can wait for the best suitor, but they're still, it seems like they're still trying to make certain moves to be contenders when they're not. They're not going to win. They went and got Boogie. They got Boogie. They, also, they got, but what Boogie are the you The bigger signing that they got was Christian Wood, which I was very high on that young man. It's not gonna matter. That team is not. Well, no, they're not gonna beat the Lakers, but it's not gonna matter. So at this point, you could have either decided to, um, you know, to off Westbrook to the highest bidder. You probably would have gotten a good return for Westbrook, whether it been, you know, uh, they should have never picks. gotten Westbrook to begin with. Sure, but he still got value. At this point, he still he? got value. I think yeah, it's going um, down. The, think, the Knicks were willing to make a deal for him. I think those the talks Knicks are willing to do all the kinds of dumb Well, I mean, it's the Knicks. They also so gave Amari Stoudemire back. $100 million, so. <laughs> Find a way to off James Harden if you want to. I mean, cause at, at this point, you're right. They can they can hold out, trade him next year, whatever. There's no guarantee that that man is healthy. Like, you see what happened with Clay. Clay's supposed to come back. That man, he's done for the next season. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. So, Trade them now. Get rid of them now. Get something back. Which one? Which one? Russ or James Harden? James Harden. That's, so that's your biggest piece. I would have got him out of here now. Okay. Do more for James Harden. Yeah. Like even though his stock will not go down next year, mm-hmm. this is the, at this point you strike while the iron's hot. He wants out. Somebody's gonna want him. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest name out there that says move me? James Harden. If you were the Bucks, would you sign James Harden in order to keep Giannis? Trade for him, you mean? Yeah, trade for him in order to keep Giannis. I think that would be a good move. Yeah. If you're going all in on the we want to make sure Giannis stays, then yeah, I, 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 I work really, really hard to make a deal like that happen. 
but you don't have anything to trade now that you trade away. Trade and that's away. your problem. Yeah. And that's your problem because the Houston Rockets are in some, they're in a pseudo rebuild, but they're going to want to pick up either young talent or draft picks, and you don't have picks now. I say that to say instead of trading the six picks for True, you could have traded it for James. Absolutely. Potentially, I, but I think the whole James Harden thing really came to the light after they had already made that deal. The Bucks made that deal like pretty early in free agency. I, th- I think it th- may, may have been premature. Probably. I think that once the GM um, left from Houston, him and James were tight. The GM that just left from the Rockets. Him oh, Daryl Morey? Yeah. Him, they were super tight. Like The man, like on his way out, put out a whole page article in like the Houston newspaper thanking James Harden. Did he not really? Even, not even the Houston Rockets franchise, really. Like, thanking James Harden. They were like this. So the fact that he was gone, I knew James wanted out. Where'd he go? More? I think he's in Philly. He's Meek wants James in Philly. Huh? That well that's that was the that's where the the James Harden of Philly rumors came from because oh, Maury okay. went to Philly. He's working along with Elton Brand. So I that, his exact his exact title. Shout out to Elton Brand. So at that point, like, yeah, he, he's he's not gonna want to be there. Yeah, okay. that thing ain't work. That thing between him and Russ ain't working. Nah, it's not working. And Russ also wants out. My biggest loser is actually the Flippers. <laughs> the king of petty. Go ahead. But hear me make out, though. Make this not petty. To, to, all right, I, I, I couldn't pick the Bucks. I couldn't pick Houston. I think the biggest loser are the Flippers. That's a team. They 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 spent all that money last summer. Getting two big names to come in, you know, with title hopes, immediate title hopes, and you fell very short and looked really bad in it. And and it showed that they had some glaring weaknesses on that roster and in that locker room, and I don't believe they fixed any of them. The only thing they did to try and fix that locker room was letting Montrezl Harrell walk because apparently, as the rumors say... He was the one talking about, well, I'm better than I'm better than Paul George. I should be getting more minutes. Rumors are that Montrezl Harrell was the one saying that. Now, did he have an argument? Perhaps. He also didn't have a great playoff performance himself. Neither did Pandemic P. But neither did Pandemic. And the other thing is, Pandemic is making making way more money. So, they, so the one thing you try to do. To make your roster better was to let the reigning six men of the year walk. To your rival. And then he goes to your rival. You try to get Rondo because you need you need better point guard play. You need veteran leadership. Rondo would rather go to Atlanta. It's Atlanta, I believe, right? Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then literally just move down the street. He wouldn't actually have to move at all. He's like, I'd rather... <laughs> Change, you know, move my entire family across the country than to play for you. Rondo's a stand-up guy. He's not going to go to the, the the enemy. I don't think that mattered at all. Because Rondo's not a Laker. I mean, if anything, he's more of a Celtic, so that would be an opportunity to stick it to us. But I don't think he's that. I don't think he's petty enough to try and do that. But he's like, you know what? I'd rather go to Atlanta with this new project that they've got going on than to play along with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because they have so many issues. That team didn't get better. You you signed Surge, yes. But other than that, what did you do? You went out and you paid Marcus Morris 
more money to do what? He didn't like much of nothing. Paul George didn't really do anything, so you still don't have any leadership in that locker room. Kawhi is a, I'm going to get mine, and y'all should get yours too. He's not a leader. Paul George isn't a leader. So you have no leadership in this locker room. If you got just a bunch of guys, you're talking about trading out Lou Williams. You get what? You you let you traded out uh, Landry Shamit, and you pretty much got the same in return. You know what I mean? They they went out and they signed um, Luke Kennard. They went and got Luke Kennard, which shout out to Luke. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Luke Kennard, Duke, Duke alumni. Yeah, he shot the ball fairly decent. He shot forty percent from three, but they didn't get better. Meanwhile, the team down the hall upgraded after winning a championship. They, they didn't get lost. better at coaching either. They <laughs> lost free agency. So basically you're saying Lakers versus who in the finals? Pretty much. That's, that's, that's pretty much what that means. Which, in all, in all honesty, I don't feel like any, any team in the West was really going to outdo whatever the Lakers were going to do. I think, I think at this point, wherever LeBron James goes, that's where some of the biggest free agents are going to want to go. And not, not necessarily big names, superstars or whatever, but even still, superstars too, if they can afford them. But those key role players, the best three-point shooter, the best defensive guys, the sixth man, they want to go play with LeBron James. Mm. For whatever reason that is, LeBron James seems like he's a great leader. He wins. Same point. The, 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 the face of the Clippers right now, man, everybody loves him, but is he actually a, a leader? He wasn't the leader on the last two teams he's been on. He wasn't the leader in San Antonio. Nope. Right? He wasn't the leader in, in Toronto. Nope. It's almost like he doesn't care to be a leader, though. He doesn't. It's not his personality. Honestly, yeah, it's not his personality. He probably could and should be. That's not who he is. So at that point, do you want to go to that mess, which is the, the Clippers try to be good so bad. And they get so close, but they just it. can't get it. out of their own way. Dwayne and Wade. then here go the Lakers, and the Lakers will get, which is a, which is so annoying. Like, stop going to, I hate, I hate it. So you hate wait, people wait. going to the Lakers. I hate people following LeBron James. Oh wait, no, I, I gotta, I gotta ask this question. Did I answer? Did I give a good answer? Oh, it was fantastic. What they, you did, you did. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they quit. If, it if was some pettiness in it, some subtle pettiness. Oh, oh yes, definitely some subtle yeah. dig. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, if there was one team. Who last year, who can beat the Lakers? It was always the Clippers. Fine. Couldn't do it. They didn't even get there. Uh, we didn't believe that, but the so, rest so, of the world. So even did. this year, but who's the next closest team that could probably beat the Lakers? If you if you look at if 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 the playoffs are the same from last year, those same teams get there, who's the best team that could probably beat the Lakers? I still think on paper it's the Clippers. In the West? Sure. Now? Still. I think I, you still got P, you still got um Kawhi. Denver ain't gonna do it. Portland ain't gonna, not do gonna do it. Houston it. ain't gonna do it. The Nuggets ain't gonna do Golden it. The Jazz ain't gonna do it. So honestly, again, I'm I'm saying Nuggets before I say the Flippers. I just don't I'm see not, it. I'm not. I, again, on paper, I think it's still the Clippers. It, From what I saw in the playoffs, sure, you're right. It, it, it should be the Nuggets. But not even just the playoffs. Like all regular season, the Nuggets looked like the better team in the regular season, and then they were the better team in the playoffs. Like I think the Nuggets are a better team. I think we pulled away from the field because did the Nuggets, oh, yeah. did the Nuggets oh, really? get better? No. Well, the, I think the Nuggets actually took a step back because they lost Jeremy Grant. Right. So, so now you don't have your best wing defender, which who are you throwing at LeBron James? And we got even try. better. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, man, we covered a lot. We did. We covered a lot. 
Oh, I do have a sidebar. What y'all think about the fights? <laughs> I didn't actually watch those. You were there. You, yeah, you... I mean, I don't. Uh... For sheer entertainment value on a Saturday night with some good friends and some Crown Royal, it was, it was all right. Do you think Nate Robinson disrespected <laughs> the entire culture? No, he disrespected first. Well, before first, I get to the culture, with, with his family he, for sure, he disrespected the game of boxing, the sport of boxing. Yes, because I think a lot of guys, mainly us, not saying us in general, but people that watch spectators, they take that sport for granted, thinking it's easy to step into the ring and people take boxing for granted, really. A lot of people just look at boxing and say, hey, I could go eight, ten rounds. Because I can fight. Because I, I can fight in the streets. Listen, man. A, a sport that is built around causing physical harm to your opponent. Like, literally, that is the strategy. The strategy of boxing is to cause physical harm to your opponent. That's not a sport you say, I think I can stroll up in there and do that. Like, what are you talking about? But that's, I think... If anybody actually believes that, that's goofball activity. Well, if you're if you're a former athlete and you, you think you're in the best shape that's, of your life, on top of the fact I could fight. That's goofy. I mean, if if, I'm if, with I, you on if that. I wanna throw Nate Robinson a lifesaver, which I really don't, it's not like he was fighting another boxer. I know this guy is trying to do professional boxing and he's had one professional professional fight. But Nate honestly thought like, hey, listen, I got hands. I've been in fights before in high school. Right. I fought at the lunch tables. I can go in there and fight. And it's a totally different... Like, that man actually trains to box. Right. And Nate thought that he can get in there and just fight. So, in a way, yeah, I do think he kind of disrespected the sport of boxing because... I think so, too. Jake Paul trains to box. Nate Robinson thought he was going to fight. And on top of that, you let the culture down. Oh, I think that's... Family. A, and that's a disrespect to any professional sport. And honestly, you know, I, I clearly, I think boxing has a certain level of it because, again... You're talking about a sport where, right, the, the, the prime objective is to cause physical harm to your opponent. You know what I mean? Like, you got a better chance on the defense forgetting about you in the corner and you knocking down a three in an NBA game. Right? I mean, and I, but, that's, but you don't walk into any profession. I don't care what it is. I don't, I don't care if you're talking about, you know, the best accountant in the world. Right. You don't just, I, I can just stroll up in there and do yeah. that. It's, it don't work like that in any profession. So if he honestly went that route, even though I don't care for boxing, that's goofballish, man. And yeah, it's a mockery on, to the man. sport. Yeah, you, you slapped all those guys in the face. Right. So, However, it made for some it was entertaining. great memes, boy. <laughs> Still I mean, going on. Those <laughs> wonderful memes. Even, even, the, even the Roy Jones fight, like just after, watching Roy – he was so that that man was hurt during them post game interviews, right? And it's like you sitting there. It looked like a man who's sitting there and he's pacing. It's like, <laughs> like it, it's that same look when you know somebody got to drop a deuce, but it's in a good conversation. Blink twice. Yeah, and he's waiting to get home because he don't want to do it right here. Like his insides were on fire. You see it on, and he just wanted to get to the back. And Mike's like, "Yeah, we can we can fight again right now." <laughs> Roy's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk to my family. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm going um, to call you. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to call you. It was, it was some great commentary, too, man. Oh, yeah. Whoever that white dude is. Wordsmith. Give me them every single time. Got to find out who that guy was. Come on, man. Money, but. All right, man. That, that's, that's one for the books. 
Episode one. Episode one. Appreciate y'all dialing in, checking in with us. This has been episode one of the Somebody Said Podcast. Per usual, this is going to be your one-stop shop. Everything sports. Only ones talking about local Tampa Bay high school sports. As always, getting into all the national headlines, jokes, the petty stuff. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, lock in with us, follow us on Twitter, Somebody Said Pod. Uh, if, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know that too. Let us know something. Let us know. Sure. Sure. Be cool, how you gonna be cool? Got it.